Man, we got to start using Apple Cash. Okay. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I could pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff? No, it's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Have you guys ever work on your cars? If I had one. It's very satisfying. If you had a cool car like mine, you could use eBay Motors. Do you think that I could get the individual parts and then assemble my own car? Yeah, they do have over 122 million parts. Plus with eBay guaranteed fit, they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S.com. Eligible items only exclusions apply. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production with your hosts, Maddening Mark, Wise Wade, and Baleful Bob. This week, the genial gents gloriously gas about calamitous corkscrews and faulty failsafes. Yes, it's time for Dangerous Coasters. Please prepare thy harness and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. My name... <laughs> I was just doing my own intro. God, I'm no, such a idiot. We'll, go ahead. You, you can do a let's play. Man, I defaulted. That is so strange. That's not a joke. I literally just defaulted to my own intro. Oh, man. Hi, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production. This is a podcast where we bring interesting stories to the table from our own personal lives and the world around us. I am the judge, and I will be judging Bob and Wade's stories that they bring to the table. Hi, Bob. Hi, Wade. Hello. Hey. And this week's episode is going to be a little bit of an interesting one. Oh? Not that all of our episodes aren't interesting. Oh, most of um, them suck ass. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Well, you know what I'm talking about, listeners. Hey, come on. Yeah, you know. Nah, don't be so mean about our podcast here. It's our baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, besides us sucking ass or not, I wanted to bring something to you guys' attention. Have you ever heard of the euthanasia coaster? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I choked on my own ears. What? That's a no for me, boss. Have you ever heard of the euthanasia coaster? No, no, I don't think so. (laughs) All right, okay, interesting. If you start Googling euthanasia, that's like the seventh search result, so... (laughs) I put a picture in the Discord. This is the hypothetical design of the euthanasia coaster. Is this a coaster intended to 
kill its riders? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so the Euthanasia Coaster is a hypothetical steel roller coaster designed to kill its passengers. It was designed in 2010 and made into a scale model in Lithuania by Lithuanian artist Julie Jonas Urbonus, oh. a PhD candidate at the Royal College Art of London. What a name. I know, right? Urbonus, who has worked at an amusement park, stated that the goal of his concept coaster is to take lives with elegance and euphoria. <laughs> As for practical applications of his design, Urbonus mentioned euthanasia or execution. John Allen, who served as president of the Philadelphia Toboggan Company, inspired Urbonus with his description of the ultimate roller coaster as one that sends out 24 people and they all come back dead. Well, so describe this image to all of you guys if you're not looking it up or can't right now. There's a hill that goes pretty much straight up, not mm -hmm. exactly, but pretty much straight up, comes to a nice like pinky finger point and then drops pretty much straight down mm -hmm. into, I think it's seven loops. Seven loops. Seven loops. Each one getting smaller than the last. Yeah. Yeah, decreasing size, I assume, so that you either maintain speed or accelerate. Yeah. Because as the loops progress, you maintain your velocity by yeah. shrinking the diameter of the loop because of physics. Yeah, exactly. I imagine the loops are supposed to eventually kill you, but I think it's all a lie. I think that part's all fine. No, no, What no. ends up happening <laughs> is after all the loops, the track just ends, and I think you drop and fall to your death at that point <laughs> yeah i mean i don't want to take anything away from uh julie jonas or bonus doctor uh -huh. julie jonas yeah. Urbonus, i presume at this point in time probably yeah i'm pretty sure this coaster was already designed by every nine-year-old who's ever played roller coaster tycoon <laughs> it may not have the exact same number of loops and yeah. elegance that mm -hmm. Dr. Urbonus was going for. Mm -hmm. I'm like 90% sure I made the euthanasia coaster. <laughs> and I called it, you know, like the Death Express or the something. Death exp yeah, I know. Well, yeah, what you would do is you would ramp it and you'd have your passengers ramp off and go into like the neighboring park or out of your park. And that way, if they were unhappy, they would just explode over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. They are just ejected. Yeah. Solve two problems. Or you pick them up off the roller coaster and you drown them in the lake. <laughs> oh. The preferred method of getting rid of unruly passengers, yes. That's how you get your ratings up. How do you think we get our community ratings up? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So the thing about this design is it has a 500-meter drop. So it's 1,600 feet of pure drop. And the point of that is to get you to near terminal velocity at 220 miles per hour. So the actual drop doesn't kill you. I bet the drop would be hellaciously fun. It's the inversions that kill you because it kills you by prolonged cerebral hypoxia or insufficient supply of oxygen to the brain. The ride's seven inversions would inflict 10 Gs of force on its passengers for 60 seconds straight, causing G-force-related symptoms starting with gray out through tunnel vision to blackout and eventually G-lock, which is G-force-induced loss of consciousness. Subsequent inversions or another run of the coaster would serve as an insurance agent against unintentional <laughs> survival of more robust passengers. The coaster gets back to the station and two of the 24 passengers are alive and they're like oh my god we're back we made it back I didn't and the guy's like going again some of them survive <laughs> doesn't even stop in the station just right back to click 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 yeah. click how many meters high was this 500 is the drop 500 meter drop which is 1600 feet okay 
In comparison, at Kings Island, mm -hmm. the tallest coaster I could think of there is Diamondback, mm -hmm. and I think its biggest hill is 70 meters. Mm -hmm. That's a lot higher. That's tall. Yeah. No, this is a big one. This is a big boy. That's a tall drop. I just want to say, the Wikipedia that I'm looking at uh -huh. says that the duration of this coaster is 3 minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah. So that means that for approximately, I don't know, 3 minutes, you're just going up this unbelievably huge hill. Yeah. And then you die in the last 20 seconds when you reach terminal velocity and then go through seven loops at the speed of sound yeah 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 man i just imagine you you passed out from it but you didn't die and then you wake up like at the top of the hill again so you're like oh god <laughs> click 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 oh no oh no yeah but anyway the reason i bring this up is because this coaster well i guess okay is it is it unsafe it's not good for you but it's specifically designed to be bad so i don't know if that makes it unsafe i feel like that broaches one of the questions that i immediately had about this yeah is this a coaster designed to kill unwitting passengers in a theoretical experience of you know maybe you'll, you'll survive this is like the ultimate thrill ride yeah or is this a coaster where it's like your new options on death row are lethal injection uh electric chair which i don't think they do anymore or euthanasia coaster and who is not picking euthanasia coaster if that's one of your options <laughs> i know right be, yeah you know executed by the state or whatever. i think this is supposed to be like a futurama style suicide booth you know you just step in you press a button but this is like a roller coaster <laughs> if you're gonna go out like i guess it's gonna be a good time however i think i would qualify this as unsafe to life but it is designed to be unsafe mm. and i want you guys to tell me stories that you find on the internet experiences in your personal life of the most unsafe roller coaster amusement park ride carnival ride any experience that you've had on any type of moving vehicle that was intended for entertainment that was the least safe experience you ever had in your life we all had son of beast remember son of beast at king's island i do remember son of beast i'll give you some time to think about it because we have to take a moment to thank our sponsor <laughs> yeah. Yeah. man we gotta start using apple cash okay why it's so easy and convenient apple cash lives in messages all right so I could pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff. Nope, it's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speeds slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
All right, then we'll have to break it down to titles to decide who goes first. Mm. Please attribute some titles to your prompts, and I will decide who goes first. Um, my title is "A Kid Got Decapitated." <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I can't really compete with it. I was just gonna call mine "Our Hometown Horror." <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good title. I feel like Bob is just the start of an anecdote. <laughs> Like, hey man, this kid got decapitated, which obviously I want to hear about. Like, I, it's morbid, but you know, absolutely 100%, Bob. I'm going to give you a point for uh, that title and going first. All right, I'll take it. All right, I'll take it. So, listeners may already be know where this is going and be pretty excited about it. And if you haven't seen the documentary, <laughs> it's absolutely worth checking out on netflix i think i love that decapitated child is like you you guys are probably excited about this <laughs> no it's great it's great stuff have you heard yeah of action park no actually i don't think so i have yes i have not seen a documentary about it there's a documentary i think it's on netflix and i'm pretty sure it's about action park i think it's called like lawsuit park or class action park or something like that <laughs> basically oh my god i'm seeing a picture i i think i have heard about this but i'm not going to steal the thunder anyway Bob, yeah you, you you carry on basically this park is in new jersey this is my rough recollection so and i'm sort of researching sort of reading but it was basically run by a guy who looked at other like you know theme parks and it was primarily a water park i believe they added other stuff as time went on and this guy was just like I, I got ideas. You guys want fun rides? I got some thoughts. Mm -hmm. And he just sort of invented shit. I mean, these are always dangerous. One of the most notorious parts was it had this huge wave pool, which was apparently commonly referred to as the grave pool. <laughs> um, in 1982, Oh, my computer. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, son Shut of a... Shut the fuck up. I'm good. Continue. Okay. Uh... In 1982, 1984, and 1987, people died by drowning in the wave pool. Mm -hmm. There were 12 lifeguards patrolling the edges at all times, constantly pulling people out, and still it was basically impossible to see what was going on. But, like, wave pools are pretty dangerous. Oh, yeah, it's a, absolutely. It's a thing where you make waves on purpose, and it's, you know, people slosh around. It's a whole thing. One of my personal favorites is the guy who owned the park wanted to have and did invent a water slide with a loop in it oh yeah oh yeah which if you understand physics <laughs> friction how fast water slides go anything you basically understand like that's not really a, a, a good achievable goal yeah on top of the issue of if you don't happen to go all the way around the loop um <laughs> you're gonna break some bones because you're gonna <laughs> fall face first anyway uh, the story goes that he just was like, yeah, I want to like a loop slide and just mm. built it, right? Bought some yeah. parts, made a slide with a loop in it. Yeah. Apparently he paid the kids that like were lifeguards and worked at the park and stuff. He paid them cash out of pocket to test his <laughs> death rides. <laughs> And there are stories I, in the in the documentary, there are stories where the now adults were like, yeah, yeah, you know, he gave us like 20 bucks and he was like, hey, ride this loop slide a couple times. And I went down to the first time and I only made it halfway up the loop. I fell backwards, head first, back <laughs> down the backside of it. And then I was trapped in the slide uh, and I had to crawl out. <laughs> and then I went down and again, and I they turned the jets up. I went faster and I made it almost over the top. And I got to the top of the loop and fell onto the bottom side of the top part of the loop. 
and smashed my face up and and you know my nose started bleeding and but then i made it around the other side so at least i got out the end of that one. Oh wow that's amazing but yeah this park was staffed by like teenagers and he would just pay them yeah you know like hey here's 20 bucks go jump off this cliff and see if you live <laughs> Speaking of this, Wade, look at the pictures that I just put in. I did not know this about this loop. I've heard about the loop. I look at where it spilled out to. Yeah. That's not even a pool. That's just a tarp that they put on the ground. It's like a water slide that ends in a slip and slide. That's way too short for it. So you make it over this loop and you crawl out onto a tarp so at least they can get your blood and stuff and change out the tarp. Yeah, you need to be able to hose off the landing pad because there's going to be a lot of injuries and blood and stuff. This is like a kid goes in and just blood shoots out the end of it just like it's like a blender like gushes it's just a wood chipper you put the bodies and it spits it all out nice and clean there for you yeah it's lovely what's the is that just a guy standing near like a wooden plank with a hose oh yeah he's just watching <laughs> Why is there? What is that by the tarp? Please tell me it's not just a two by four sitting by the tarp. That's like the pad. Once you get up and and reset your dislocated elbows, mm. you walk on that so you don't get muddy feet. It's right, a of it's a luxury. It's a luxury, right? This whole park is a luxury. The other thing I got to point out is look at the person standing there, and then look at the size of the tube. That guy looks like he would just get stuck in there. Oh yeah, no, the loop is easily like 20 feet in the air and the tube is such a small diameter that it's not a large fall if you get stuck in the top, mm -hmm. but like you basically just rattle around like you're a marble in a marble chute, right? Yeah. I feel like you'd have to be very, very skinny if you're like over the age of 13 and you get in this thing. Uh -huh. Even the kid, I didn't even notice the kid standing there. Uh, even the kid looks big compared to the diameter of this tube. Oh yeah, no, wow. Yeah, the kid, it's like half that kid's width. Another favorite thing about this park that I love, they, at some point across the highway, they opened a part of this park called Motor World. And I'm sure you can imagine like, okay, cool. Like what, like go-karts? and maybe bumper boats. Sure, sure. Well, they had, they didn't just have go-karts. They had, uh, for some reason, a ride that was called Super Go-Karts. Mm -hmm. uh, while most standard carts are capped off at 20 miles an hour, they have like a governor on them, mm -hmm. so they can't go too fast. Yeah. It was either the people that ran the park or the teens that worked at the park figured out how to get rid of that, and their go-karts could go up to 50 miles an hour. <laughs> And literally, people are at this park drinking all day in the sun, slamming mm -hmm. beers, going down water slides, and then driving go-karts that can go over twice their safe speed. Uh-huh. Classic. Yeah. They have an attraction in Motor World called Battle Tanks, which just sounds like a safe thing to be doing. Mm -hmm. That one doesn't actually have any hilarious stories of, like, people getting maimed or serious. But, like, you're just sitting in a thing shooting tennis balls out of an air cannon at each other. You know people got hit in the face mm -hmm. all the time. Uh. But so the, the thing that I teased, the decapitation, mm, um, yes. that circles back to the um, water park. I'm trying to find the specific thing. Basically, they tried to make like an incredibly steep, fast slide. Uh -huh. That's what I'm recalling. Uh -huh. It was originally designed to just be like incredibly steep, fast, open top slide. You lay down, put your arms behind your head, cross your feet, and you just go down really fast. They started having problems with people um, lifting up off the slide. Mm -hmm. so it's too steep. The water slide is essentially hydroplaning, right? So you're floating on the water kind of. You skid right off. If it's too steep, there's nothing holding you on the slide. Mm -hmm. And um, what they eventually did to try and solve this was to put like a cage over the top of the slide. Oh, no. 
Yeah, you can kind of see where this is going. Oh, no. And this cage was just like a metal, like, fence. It wasn't slippery or water slidey or particularly safe. And, uh, yeah, I can't find what I'm specifically referencing, which is making me afraid that I'm remembering this incorrectly. Uh -huh. But that was one that caused a serious injury. I believe it was a partial decapitation, but mm -hmm. it caused a fatality, yeah. which uh, is obviously serious and horrific. But this place existed for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This place was open in some capacity from 1978 to 1996. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, can I just say our parents' generation, and I don't know where the lines are, but like Gen Xers, I guess, people that are older than us mm -hmm. at, at about 30 years old, you guys lived in a different fucking world. <laughs> This park is maybe a, the most extreme example I've ever seen, mm -hmm. but it's emblematic of like, my dad has stories of being a kid where he was like, yeah, we used to hang out in the neighborhood, you know, we, we everyone would ride bikes and stuff. We get kind of bored and uh, we do stuff like, uh, like bike jousting, you know, bike jousting, yeah. you just get, you get a couple big sticks. You line up a couple kids up on the bikes and you just like joust at each other. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like they probably did that. And then, you know, someone got hurt or what, it was dinner time. They ran home and mom and dad were like, oh, what, what were you doing? Were you playing with the kids? And they're like, yeah, we bike jousted. And they were probably like, oh, well, be careful. That sounds fun. <laughs> If I, as a kid, had come home for dinner with, like, scraped up elbows or a cut on my face or something, yeah. my parents were like, what do you do? I'd have been like, bike jousting. They would have been like, no, the fuck you are not. <laughs> Whose idea was that? Who told you to bike joust? Uh, I am going to talk to Jason's parents. Like, it's like a different world. Yeah. Our parents didn't know what bicycle helmets were when they were kids riding bikes around. Mm -hmm. And my parents beat it into me mm -hmm. anytime i went out they're like you better wear your helmet yeah you better wear your goddamn helmet yeah i know right you're grounded mister like yeah i don't know how they survived and i don't know if that's better or worse for us did that make me soft am i soft no i don't think they did survive i think it was just like an accepted casualties of being a kid it's just like you you sometimes your kid just gets hurt and you know that's like me and my brother i i told this story before jumping off the stairs that's just like we find ways to have fun but usually having fun as a kid when you don't have like video games or something like like that is you, you you jump off of things so i jump off of my play set i jump off of the stairs i jump off of a tree i like jumping it's fun till i smash my head open and then i stop jumping off of things well i guess you learned your lesson i sure did anyway bob two points for your uh, wonderful action park tale uh wade what do you have for us well, it's not an entire theme park worth of bad, but here in Cincinnati at Kings Island, we have a ride that's been around for a long time called The Beast, which is a wooden roller coaster. I think it's one of the longest wooden roller coasters or the longest world roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the, I think, early 2000s, mid 2000s, 2003-ish probably, they opened up a companion wooden roller coaster. And I, I say companion because I titled it like the same. It was Son of Beast. And Son of Beast was the world's tallest, fastest, only looping wooden roller coaster. I think that's how it was always advertised to us. Yeah. I remember like eating all that up and uh, it had some issues. Mm. I remember, do you, did you guys ever ride Son of Beast? I did, yes. I did not. Okay. I did a few times and I never really liked riding it. It was cool, but it was so like shaky. The whole, I remember riding it the whole time riding it. I remember just being like, Ugh. and it wasn't necessarily the loop that got me though. I think later they removed the loop because it was causing some issues, like some wood split and caused people to actually physically get hurt. Nothing like decapitation or anything. I don't think anybody died on Son of Beast. Yeah. But I remember at one point 
you would like be going down a hill mm -hmm. and then there were i don't know what they're called but it's like the circular banks where you just like you're not going up upside down or anything but you're just going in a circle like in a mm -hmm. side like you know horizontal loops or something i think those are called uh twisty doos oh the twisty doos yeah twisty doos yeah mm -hmm. i remember going through those twisty doos and like i remember my chest shaking like so violently that i would like hold on a certain way to try to like stop myself from moving mm -hmm. and i'm pretty yeah. sure someone actually broke a sternum riding that ride i don't know what part of it happened but i'm i think that's something that yeah. i remember hearing about whether or not it's true i don't know but i remember hearing about these things and dude i would not doubt it so let me see uh a slight dip in the track created a pothole effect that caused people to get hurt back in 2006 and then that did not reopen for the rest of that year at one point they took out the loop and reopened it and then i think somebody claimed that they burst a blood vessel in their head and oh. that's what caused the ride to shut down like after 2009 it never came back i'm pretty sure mm -hmm. but they were yeah. like over over the three or four year period i remember hearing just a lot of different people getting hurt on it and i think i rode the thing despite that like three or four times like oh they fixed it they wouldn't let us on if it wasn't safe that's probably the yeah. same thing about the park you were talking about, action park everyone's probably like ah they wouldn't let us on if it wasn't safe you know stuff yeah. happens yeah. must have been their fault yeah. i don't know man i think that's generational because that's how i feel but yeah. the interviews in that in the documentary thing or whatever the the special on it all the people were like oh yeah i had a friend who died it's fine though i mean you know, it's just a water park. Yeah. They did not give a shit. Yeah. But that is, I will say, wooden coasters. So this is a wooden coaster. This Son of Beast has particularly had, or it doesn't exist anymore, but it had particular problems and was, I think, worse than average for wooden coasters. Mm -hmm. But people who like wooden coasters are crazy. And wooden coasters, even good, smooth quote unquote ones yeah are really violent yeah no yeah like, even the beast is shaky as hell yeah. the first time i rode the beast that was like the first really big wooden coaster i've ridden mm -hmm. and i got off and i was like holy fuck everything hurts <laughs> yeah and like some guy next to me was like i know right don't you love wooden coasters how they shake you <laughs> no no i don't like feeling like i just got the shit kicked out of me after trying to do something fun yeah it's funny about wooden roller coasters. i just put a picture of the son of beast after the Loop got removed and if you've ever played like a bridge constructor game where you got to get a vehicle over a gap and you got to build the pieces wooden roller coasters generally look like this but the sun of beast especially looks like someone just put every single wood plank in every single vertice that they could and connected it to every <laughs> single other plank possible throughout the whole ride it looks like it's held up by toothpicks and it practically is. And that's the thing about wooden roller coasters. They have to go through every day and for hours re-tighten all the bolts because all that shaking that Bob was talking about shakes the bolts loose. So every day, if they don't crank the bolts, the whole thing is shake apart. Like legitimately, the whole thing would just fall to pieces because they forgot that one bolt to screw and then the whole section falls to pieces and everyone dies. That's the charm of wood. I'm pretty sure it's that back right section that's the whirly do or whatever. Twisty do? <laughs> the big twisty do, yeah. Look at that twisty do. I've never been able to tell, cause like you're saying, Mark, wooden coasters always kind of look like this where yeah. there's like the trackway at the top and then it's like a huge house of cards of twigs of wood under. <laughs> I can't tell if that exists and like if one plank were to be removed, it would yeah. fall like a house of cards collapsing <laughs> into nothing. Or if the point of that is like, oh yeah, half that shit could fall off and it would be fine. It's just a lot of extra support and stuff. Uh, but it kind of yeah. looks like if you if you pulled the wrong two by four out of there, <laughs> the whole thing would just like like, like those uh what are those popsicle stick tension things yeah, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. pull just... you pull the <laughs> end and they're just like <laughs> <laughs>
And uh, so I, I remember writing, I remember the, the feeling of like my, I remember like holding my chest at certain points. And like, this is as a dude. I remember like, uh, God, I can't remember who I was dating at the time. I remember writing this with a couple of different friends and girlfriends. And I remember them like holding their chest too. Cause like, it was just such a violent shaking at certain points that like, you just, I don't know, probably not very pleasant. Mm. The loop, I don't remember the loop being a problem. I don't know why they got rid of the loop before they ended up shutting it well, down. Wasn't the loop made of primarily metal yeah that one they couldn't do out of wood oh yeah which seems like a lie to me yeah if you're gonna market lie, it yeah. as the world's only looping wooden coaster yeah it's a wooden coaster with a metal loop in it yeah it's not impressive to me yeah it's kind of telling when you're like yeah let's make a wooden looping roller coaster and the engineer's like it's impossible to make a wooden loop ah interesting <laughs> do it anyway <laughs> Yeah, well, that's Son of Beast. That's the only one I know of at Kings Island that was. I'm sure there were other things that were problematic, but that's the one in our lifetimes. I've I actually rode that they ended up shutting down after like a pretty short run. Mm -hmm. But there's another park not too far from us here in Cincy, down in Kentucky, Six Flags. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys remember the uh, Superman Tower incident at Six Flags. No. Nope. There was a cable that snapped on this tower. It was like a drop tower, mm -hmm. and the cable snapped, and I think only one person was hurt but it fully just cut off her foot. Oh. It amputated her foot. Oh, well, you know what? Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. It was like a high tension, big, thick steel cable, right? And it yeah. snapped and did the whole like... Mm. This ride was older than Son of Beast. This ride opened, I think, in the mid 90s, mm. whereas Son of Beast opened like early 2000s. 2007, I think, is when this happened. It was right around the same time Son of Beast was shut down. It's like Son of Beast had just reopened and then this happened. Mm. I think it was like a teenager, like a 13, 15 year old kid something like that was just riding uh -huh. cable snapped on the way down and just mm. oh, wow. uh, oh here's a quote people on the ride just came and hit the ground when i got up there the lady she was just sitting there she didn't have no legs <laughs> she was just there calm probably in shock from everything <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kentucky. But you think about it, though, this happened, and even, like, the Son of Beast and other things happen, and it's like, you're mid-ride sometimes when this shit goes wrong, and it's like, you have uh -huh. to finish out the ride and then get help. Oh, that's funny. Well, at least it's <laughs> fun. <laughs> okay. All right. We've heard the I, genius of others. Oh, Bob, did you have some? I, I just, for the sake of journalistic integrity, uh -huh. I do have to issue a correction. Okay. I misremembered the story I was telling about the decapitation mm -hmm. is apparently on a water slide called Verrucht, which uh, is crazy in German, which was opened at Schlitterbahn Water Park in Kansas City. That was a different park. That was an action park. So that was unrelated to action park. It just sounds like a thing that should be at action park. Yeah, no, it fit right in. But that's a, I do have to, I feel like I have to issue that correction. All right. I'm sure there were lots of people out there raging. Absolutely. I'll deduct a point for the original error, but I'll give you a point for the correction. Mm, thank you. So you're net zero. There are apparently six confirmed fatalities for directly or indirectly from Action Park that are noted. Oh, I bet. I bet. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? You're talking about the potential? The potential. You thought to yourself, oh, a little elbow grease, some fresh installs, a little bit of love could transform that body full of rust into a baby that's all your own. Cars, right? Yeah. 
It wouldn't take much to transform my ride. Your ride's more like Schrodinger's ride. If you don't think about it, it both does and does not exist. It is possible. But on eBay Motors, anything is possible. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. They got brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh... <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss. The lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision. Every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. All right, but we've heard the genius of others in terms of their mm -hmm. incredible mm -hmm. roller coaster designs. Now I want to hear from you guys how you guys would make the most dangerous ride. Whether it's a water ride, whether it's a roller coaster, whether it's a new ride that our human imaginations have never come up with before, how would you maim, destroy, or create the most unsafe experience that skirts the line of death but does not cross it? I want any and all potential designs for roller coasters that we could muster. Okay, you know how there's like those amphibious APCs that can drive on land, but then they can also like go into the water and be boats too? I love where this is going. Okay, so we start off with your terminal velocity coaster. And instead of having like a train, uh -huh. you have like individual cars. And instead of going up a secondary hill, it launches off toward like just a big body of water. Uh -huh. Okay, so you go down full speed, you launch off into a big body of water mm -hmm. where you have like mechanical sharks and alligators, crocodiles that actually do try to kill you and eat your boat. Sure. And as you're going around, mm. you go through, you know, like the, they call it scrambled eggs, the little spinny thingamajiggy. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're kind of funneled into a single boat-sized little path on the water, assuming you survived thus far. Uh -huh. And then eventually you come to a point where you latch on. Mm -hmm. This thing, like, latches onto your boat and then just starts spinning, but it just doesn't slow down. It increases, increases, increases in speed. Right. Until eventually the person is launched off, uh -huh. and maybe they hit a target and get to live, but more than likely they don't. <laughs> so there's a net at the end. <laughs> there's, a no there's, there's, like, a net at the end, and then there's, like, maybe, like, a spike pit all around it. <laughs> Have you ever seen the thing of the catapult, the guy uh, who catapulted across and like landed in a net, but I think he missed one time and died like uh, oh. it was like net catapult net like 
I'm sure. Seen the guy who skydived with no parachute into a net. Yeah, that was crazy. But that, that was guy nuts. also practiced like a thousand times before he did it, yeah. which is like, even if I did a thousand times, I'd be like, maybe one more just for safety. Hang on. I guys. know. <laughs> <laughs> Some things I just don't know how you practice without just ending up dead from fucking up the practice part. I mean, uh, I think he had a parachute on the practice. I think that's how he did it. Just don't mess up. Yeah, exactly. Don't mess up, man. Don't mess up. All right, wait. Point for your creativity there. All right. Bob, you got a design? I, I have one. Mm -hmm. I have one. Okay, cool. Okay, so this is a roller coaster type ride. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, there needs to be some sort of, you know, clever name. I've not quite worked that out yet. But okay. basically, you can only single rider queue for this. Uh -huh. There's no groups. And you have to be strangers. All the single riders, even if you, if you single ride next to a bunch of friends, you're split up. The premise is that you and a stranger are put into one car. Okay. And the, the coaster is one car at a time. Mm -hmm. One of the riders is facing forward in the direction you're going to be traveling. And one of them is facing backward. But the one that's facing backward and can't see anything has either a lever or buttons. They basically have a way to make a decision left or right. <laughs> right, yeah. And so there's the person going forward can uh -huh. see. Yeah. But there's a series of gates and it's randomized, right? So you can't just memorize like, oh, you do this and this and that. There's a series of gates that split off in a different like looping parts. Yeah. And basically, if you don't make the right decision, mm -hmm. you can be stuck on this ride until you get incredibly sick and or die of the immense G-forces. Right, right. And like, you know, maybe there's one where there's this huge loop that imparts heavy Gs, you know. So it's teamwork, right? You have mm -hmm. to work with the stranger. Yeah. The person in the front has to look. There's puzzles, mm -hmm. like easy puzzles, but like, you know, like riddles or like visual puzzles, something. The person in the front has to look ahead and discern at each junction whether you need to turn, whether it's activated or not, and then which way you need to turn, and then communicate that to the person sitting behind them uh -huh. who has the lever yeah. and decides where they go. Uh -huh. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's a lot of little things, right? The puzzles mm -hmm. might be not so hard, but maybe this person is bad at puzzles. Yeah. You have to communicate with the person who's facing in a different direction from mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So you can't just say, go left who's left right yeah exactly you have to like suss out how you're going to communicate it's a it's like a trust building humanity testing exercise of you you two better work together and figure your shit out uh -huh. or you're going to be on this ride until you die yeah i love the idea of like two people who don't know each other and their lives are in both of their hands and the guy in the front has to tell the guy in the back but maybe it's a situation where he's trying to get the other guy killed like you know <laughs> they have to be like hey maybe i go this way, maybe I go that way and it's like it's turning and spinning faster and faster as it goes along i I fucking love that. Yeah. My ride, by the way, was called Triathlonch. All right. That's a good name. Why try? Why reference triathlon? Because there's three different segments. It's pretty good. Okay. Because you have the the roller coaster part, the water part, and the spinny part. Mm. It's like three different sections, yeah. and then you're launched. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Bob's story inspired me though. We need to make a jigsaw or saw style theme park. <laughs> 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 and I don't think I need to go into too vivid a detail because everyone's probably at least seen or heard of the first couple of uh, Saw movies yeah. and there's like 10 of them now. Mm -hmm. But you know, <laughs> that, that that's a great way to kill your guests. I mean, I think it's like, <laughs> I think, yeah, this is kind of what it's gravitating towards. It's just like, is this an amusement park that people go to specifically to die or is this like an action park extreme? Which if you made an action park extreme, people would definitely go to action Absolutely. park extreme. Because honestly, like, I think this is just if Bill Gates was a serious killer i mean <laughs> I, I think mean, he could do better than that 
I have to say, yeah. I think he could do better. Yeah, exactly. And, and you don't need to have a have a serial killer in charge of this. You just need like no regulations and just like completely free market yourself a, a theme park with no liabilities. <laughs> like have everyone sign a waiver before they go in. Bob, as an, someone that went through law school, can you sign a waiver that's like, I may actually just fucking die because this place is not safe. And then will that hold up? I mean, y yes. In theory, as far as I understand it, uh -huh. the issue is not whether the waiver is valid. The issue is whether the risk is fully communicated, I think, probably. Mm -hmm. Because there's probably places that you can go where it's like, ah, oh, it's so extreme. You got to sign this waiver. And the waiver is like, I waive all right to sue this theme park in, in case of bodily injury or whatever. And it's kind of like people will see that and be like, ah, cool. That's a gimmick, right? Like, I'm not actually going to die. Yeah. But if if someone was very specifically instructed, like every person who did this was sat down and a very serious person, like a lawyer type person or whatever, sat down and was like, some of these rides have a high probability of killing you. Mm -hmm. Like your chance of dying if you go to the park and ride every single ride one time is approximately, you know. 60%. Yeah. It's super dangerous. You have to know when you sign this waiver, you're actually more likely to not survive than to survive this visit to the park. Mm -hmm. If you still want to visit the park, sign this waiver because you can basically, you can waive any right you want as an individual. If there was some, if, I mean, maybe this is extreme because it's murder, but if there was something that was like definitely going to kill you, 0% mm -hmm. chance of survival, but you were absolutely dead set on doing it and it, you know, it's like a service operated by one of these parks or something. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, I think you could waive liability and just say like, I know the risk mm -hmm. and I'm cool with that. Yeah. So we could build Jigsaw Park and just tell people, like we'll call the park, you will die if you come here park and then make them sign a waiver that says you are going to die. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, kind of. The issue is always there's going to be one person that dies and their mom is like, oh, he didn't know. You didn't look at this material. This isn't serious. This is like a gimmick. This is illegal. You essentially tricked my son into into doing something incredibly dangerous. This waiver should be voided. Yeah. And I should be allowed to sue you for the wrongful death of my son or uh -huh. whatever. Something like that. Like, that's just bound to happen. That's why people don't do stuff that kills a lot of people. Ignoring the morality. Well, that's boring. No, I think you sign the waiver and then to show you're committed, you have to cut off your own arm with an ax before you can walk in. That way they know that you know the risk you're about to go into of, well, not even risk, just guaranteed death. You know what would be the ultimate escape room? Saw? No, if you rebuild the Titanic and you tell people, <laughs> we're going to go hit a iceberg. <laughs> And you're randomly assigned. It's... You pick your difficulty by how low in the deck you want to start out in. <laughs> you can't start with escaping until you hit the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> Easy mode is just like, I'm going to be a first class women and children. Uh... Yeah, exactly. They give you, they give you a wig. <laughs> they give you a lollipop. And like one of those hats with a spinny fan on the top of it. All right, you're a kid. All right, you're going to have a great time in this one. I'm guy who overslept and missed the boat trip. <laughs> ah, okay. You're an immigrant in the very bottom row okay cool you go like good luck damn it i drew captain oh man <laughs> your reward if you make it out is you get the jack experience <laughs> you get the fuck in a car at the at the end right right some percentage of the people are just everyone's floating in the water oh. there's a bunch of people on doors and a bunch of people in uh -huh. the water holding the door and you just hear as like a huge echo like Never let go, Jack. <laughs> Never let go. <laughs> Fantasy fulfilled. Oh, man, I wanted to freeze to death and or drown. There's some guy that's like, say the line. We won't rescue you until you say the line. <laughs> <laughs> don't let go. Uh, please don't let go. There was no please. 
God, there's a there's a whole line of uh, escape rooms based on historical tragedies that we could we could do the Hindenburg escape room. Oh my, that's not there's no escape room. Well, yet. not yet. You could be the first. Wow, that thing went up in like thirty seconds. I know, right? It's terrifying. I can't wait to do the Chernobyl escape room. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> 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 I mean Jesus. <laughs> God. I'm gonna give you a point for Chernobyl escape room. I love the idea. Of the I don't think I want. You it. got it, man. You got it, man. Oh, there's so many tragedies that you can make an escape room. I that would be terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna stop myself before I end up canceling our program. That's wrong. That's just wrong. All right, is it wrong? Is it wrong? Uh, it is. Okay, you're right. No, you know what? This discussion has sparked for me. Uh huh. Amusement parks with big roller coasters and stuff. Generally, I feel fairly safe when I've gone. You know, they're big. They have lots of like staff members and maintenance people and stuff. Uh huh. Have you guys ever gone to like a carnival or like a county fair? Uh huh. <laughs> Those rides, man. Oh man, this is a great point, and I'll give you a point because that reminds me. Did you see the video of the people that had to run and? grab on to the ride yeah. because yeah, it was yeah, about yeah. to tip it was, over <laughs> it was like a carnival or something in like in michigan i feel like it was one of those rides where people sit on like a row of chairs and then a big arm rotates the people seated in these chairs yeah. as like a big spinning clock thing oh the one that like lifts up and spins yeah exactly i'm putting a, a picture in the discord of it it's going and it just starts to wobble uh -huh. one that's my absolute nightmare at places like that oh yeah but two the bystanders reaction as this thing starts wobbling is quick climb on it <laughs> if i saw that i would have a moment of like oh my god those people are in so much danger yeah oh but that's a multi-ton steel machine swinging a multi-ton arm uh-huh i would go further away from it if it was me if i'm 100 percent honest and there's like a dozen people who are just like ah oh, wig it down so it doesn't <laughs> fall over our several hundred pounds of weight will stop this hey i mean which uh, it does it does but holy shit yeah no i love that the idea though is you know someone has been in an experience like that before and that's why their first instinct was like oh yeah we'll hold it down come on guys Ugh. let's go <laughs> like i just i love the application of physics in the human brain because it could have easily just been like it weighed it the other way too much and then the wobble like constructively propagated and then it fell over on top of everyone holding yeah. everything like it, it could have done that yeah no <laughs> looking at the video it's if you, listeners you may have seen this video but if you google people jumping on a carnival ride to keep it from falling over or something mm -hmm. to me it looks like it's gonna fall over towards the people from the beginning <laughs> when they start climbing on the front uh -huh. my the first time i watch it my brain is like no it's the other way guys yeah yeah oh god yeah it totally works though and i can't imagine but have you ever been on a carnival ride i love the tilt to whirl i love the scrambler these ones where you, you sort of just basically get flung around like side to side or you spin a little bit yeah have you ever been on one of those and part of it just didn't work <laughs> and nobody gave a fuck <laughs> There was one time, I've always been like a big dude, right? So I don't fit in everything quite right. Mm -hmm. And there's one time where I was getting on this ride. I think it's called a scrambler. It's one where you sit on like a bench and it's sort of the bench you're on spins and it's on a bigger thing that's also spinning. And you sort of just zoom back and forth and spin around a little bit. 
And I climbed in. I was going to ride by myself because I'm sad and lonely. And I sit down and there's like a seatbelt and then there's like a front door. And you're supposed to put the seatbelt on and then the door closes and latches. And I like reach for the seatbelt and I'm trying to click it. The ride operator comes around and is like, make sure like you buckled, your door closed. Okay, you're good. And I'm here and I'm like, fuck, futzing with the seatbelt. And I can't get it to go. And I look and I'm like, hey, this seatbelt's, is this broken? And the guy kind of looks in and he's like, is this number eight? Ah, uh, yeah, that seatbelt doesn't work. You'll be fine. You just tuck it in. <laughs> and I was like, hmm? And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's you're go, You go forward the whole time. You're, like, you're held in by a centripetal force, right? And I was like, you didn't say centrifugal force, which I appreciate. You used the right force, but that doesn't make me feel that much better. He does that, and I'm like, uh, okay, well, the door will hold me in, right? And he goes to close the door, and it's one of those where he's like, slam, mm -hmm. slam, slam, <laughs> slam. It's like, oh, that's not working very well either. <laughs> and eventually, he just slams it and leaves it, and I'm like, okay, he got it closed. Yeah. And he walks away and goes and starts the ride. In the middle of the ride, I start to, like, have some fun. I put my arms on the door that's supposed to be latched shut. Yeah. And it just pushes open. <laughs> it's not latched at all. I'm just sitting on a seat being whipped around on this carnival ride that was apparently assembled by some dude who didn't give two shits and oh. maintained by nobody. <laughs> and I like it was fine. But just in the middle of this ride, I'm just like, wow. I really just trusted my gut and got right off of this thing. Holy uh, shit. I love that. And that was that. That was that. I think that was at Kings Island. I love that. That wasn't even at like some, you know, podunk thing where, you know, everything looks sketchy. <sighs> I couldn't believe that. Obviously, it was fine. And I'm sure that thousands of people have ridden that thing and it was broken the whole time. But like, ah. <sighs> That's not my favorite. That's incredible. I love that. Uh, I mean, I don't love that for your safety. I'm glad you're alive now, but that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I'm looking for in terms of like, because carnivals and anything like that is, especially carnivals, and, and it's shocking that that's not a carnival, but carnivals are, they tow those rides on the road in a truck. Yeah. Like they just tow, and then they set it up the day before. When you hear on the radio, like the carnival's coming to town and you see the big fairy wheel, the fairy wheel, Ferris, Ferris wheel? Ferris wheel. <laughs> fairy wheel. Yeah. yeah. The big fairy wheel. Two dudes put that up yesterday, yeah. like in a few hours, because they were in a hurry to go to the nearest strip club. That's what that got done with. <laughs> Hank like... and his son Dennis were exhausted from an eight-hour road trip from Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. They slapped that bitch together, and they went and got some goddamn Denny's before they hit the strip club. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you get on that with your family, and you're like, this is fun. We're having a fun, safe time. <laughs> yeah. I think for the murder coaster, we have a point on it where... uh you go up a hill uh -huh. and then like your seatbelts automatically just detach and then it goes down the hill and allows you to go flying off. Your seatbelts like tied to a random timer and it will come off at a certain point. <laughs> this is not dangerous, but I felt like I was going to die. Mm -hmm. I was in Disney. Mm -hmm. I was like high school age. So I was down for all the rides. I had a fun time. It was Disney in Orlando. They had the space one. Yeah. They have this like space ride where it's like you do a space flight. You do a lift off and there's all these G-forces. Yeah. And it's very cool. They accomplish the forces on that ride by spinning the absolute shit out of the ride, which feels pretty normal as long as you're in it and you look straight ahead and they tell you, don't turn your head. Yeah. Like sit upright, keep your thing buckled and look forward the whole time. Don't turn your head. But the ride is structured so that it's you and three other people and you're like the crew of the ship, right? Yeah. And so at some point you're communicating with each other because one of you is like the pilot, one of you is like the engineer, whatever. At some point something happens and you're all talking to each other. I don't know how every other human other than me accomplished this, but my instinct was like, oh, let me look over at my 
crewmates and yeah. help solve the. <laughs> and we're in the middle of the ride, some really intense part, and something happens, and someone's like, "Oh my God, turn this thing off!" And it was like my responsibility. And I turn and look down, and I'm like, "I, I." <laughs> I turned my head for a moment and felt like I had been launched into space and was about to throw up out of every hole in my body. <laughs> I don't think I was in any actual danger, but I was sick for the next day and a half after that shit. Wow. When they give you instructions on rides. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, no, that's fun. Holy shit, that was bad. That's great. There was a thing at Disney. It was not a ride per se, mm. but they had this thing called Alien Encounter. Have you guys ever heard of it? Oh, it's like a 4D experience. Yeah, so it's a sensory, extra sensory experience basically. And I remember going to this as a kid. I mean, I think I was like five years old and uh, it was terrifying as a child you go and you watch this like i don't know if it was animatronic i, I can't remember at this point i remember like there's like some dudes talking about like trying to open up a portal to the future or this or that portal to the future wow and then like at one point the portal goes wrong uh -huh. i think it was like a tomorrowland thing but at one point it goes wrong and this alien comes through and then there's like an alien like this big glass tube or something that you're looking at mm. and then like the lights go off and you hear a glass shattering sound and then like you hear like people scream and stuff like that and all of a sudden like you'll feel something pressing on your shoulders and like breath on the back of your neck oh but it was like the alien escaped and was like terrorizing the the room oh. and as a kid like you didn't know it was an attraction you think the alien's actually real and breaks out and is like yeah. popping out and like eating people and stuff and I, I don't they closed it down they replaced it with something else like a lilo and stitch ride or something <laughs> the haunted lilo and stitch ride then <laughs> <laughs> that lilo yeah. and stitch ride is not the same no i i rode that when i was like i think that was that same trip i'm describing when i was in high school I remember thinking that was cool as hell. Uh -huh. It was really like the breath in the back of your neck was like moist. They like misted it. It was gross. <laughs> yeah, it was like a mist in the back of your neck. It was great. It was a like I was really freaked out and I was old enough where I was like, huh, oh, that's fake. Okay. But a little kid in there would be absolutely traumatized. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was called was Alien Encounter, but I could be wrong. But I remember distinctly that was like the one thing about that trip that I remember was like, I was like, I'm never going in that place again. Now, now that, that makes me think of how do we make that more deadly and real that we replace the breath with like a buzz saw that gets closer and closer and if you turn your head it, like it'll get even closer and if you panic and your heart rate goes up too high it'll stab you right in the back and decapitate you instantly or you just buckle everyone in and strap them in so they can't leave and you release a bunch of rabid starving animals <laughs> i mean that too, <laughs> that too. <laughs> that's not really fun though you know that's not fun yeah <laughs> i'm looking for entertainment value here that's a little more grisly okay well it starts off as a gladiator battle and uh you you put someone up against this like pack of hungry wolves they have like a little wooden sword or something so they can't win the fight and then once they lose then the gates drop and everyone gets eaten oh, that's not a ride though it's not a ride what you does gotta... joaquin phoenix give the thumbs up yeah meanwhile you're spinning in this side your centripetal force as you're spinning keeps you in place and i don't fucking know yeah okay it's two people spinning like but they like are in two separate wheels next to each other and they have to try to stab each other as they spin it's like you got time your spin so you line up and ah, i missed ah. Or it's knife throwing. You're staging across from each yeah. other. You're trying to hit targets around the other person, but not the person themselves. And if you hit all the targets, you win. It's like balloons around them. Oh, it's like the drop. It's like the, the dunk machine. You have to hit a target, then the person drops to their death. <laughs> yeah, but you're throwing knives anyway. So. Yeah, <laughs> in, case you, in case you hit them and kill them, you automatically win. But. Of course, of course, of course. All right, well, I think we've explored the depths of what dangerous uh, amusement park rides and uh, roller coasters that we could possibly get. It was a wonderful episode with lots of twists and turns. Uh, but we're still alive at the end of it. Maybe we lost some of our listeners along the way. 
Hopefully it was a good time. Twist turns loops and hills. And hills. We got all kinds of things. And twisty doos. All right, I'm going to tabulate the points here. This was an excellent episode for both of you, but uh, looks like, Wade, you're clocking in at four points. So that's respectable. That's good. It's a new record. Yeah. I win. And uh, Bob, you have six. Yes. Um, and uh, everyone knows my point scoring system is fair, balanced, and appropriate. Sure, sure. Can I protest and get more points? You can protest. It doesn't guarantee you'll get more. All right, I protest. You don't get any more. Okay, well, I tried. Uh, you did try. I gotta give you that. But Bob, congratulations, you won. Finally. How do you feel? I've been in a big drought, man. It feels good. It's like there's a weight off my chest. Yeah, you haven't won in a while. No, I haven't. It's, it's funny. I pointed out that I was winning a lot, and then suddenly I kept losing episodes where both of you were like, yeah, Bob should have won, but he didn't. <laughs> so crazy how that happened. That's a funny, funny thing. Life is funny that way, yeah. Weird. It's weird. You act like we can remember what happened. I don't remember what uh -huh. we recorded last mm -hmm. week. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Wait, I don't think you remember what's happening in the episode that we're doing, so, you know, let alone last week. This one was about, uh, dangerous chairs. Close enough. Oh, yeah. That's kind of true. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's the one. All right, but thank you. Uh, Bob, would you like to make an acceptance speech, or would you like to sign us off for today? Uh, I deserve this. Thank you all for listening, and suck it, Wade. <sighs> all right. What is it? Uh, my victory. It's metaphorical. You don't have to suck anything. Oh. All right, well, that's less exciting. You can suck whatever you want. Just pretend it's what I want you to suck. Ooh, I'm going to find a popsicle. All right. Well, uh, good job. We'll keep that in mind as we uh, head off, and we'll see everyone here next week. Well, we won't see them, but we'll hear them, or they'll hear us. We won't hear you, <laughs> but you'll hear us next week. Are you hearing the listeners? Uh, be sure to follow us on whatever podcasting platform you're listening this to. Podcast out! <laughs> <laughs>